Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are today? Oh. I don't know how many times I have to read your... <laughs> Luckily, we shifted Diamond Sutra away. <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, who is Christine Meschler? Would you like to turn on your webcam? Looks like someone new or not. Let's see. Ah, hello. Is this the first time you join us for SGC? Joined before? I can't hear you. I sign on occasionally. Ah, okay. So you've been to Buddhist library joining us in person? Yeah. Ah, okay. Good, good. Mm. Not during this whole COVID period though. Ah, before lah. Yeah. I see. Hope you're keeping well. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So today's topic, let's see. Today's topic is about my teacher. Uh, so what should we do? So today's program is, uh, uh, I think it's hosted by Sai Kyung. Uh. <laughs> so Sai Kyung, what do we do now? I'm <laughs> We'll listen to Shifu talk about Miao Jing Zhang Lao. I thought you all managed to invite my teacher to give a talk. Why need Miao Jing Zhang Or I thought you, you have uh, arranged a series of his, his uh, clips to play during the SGC. Then after that, you all can ask questions and I can answer. <coughs> uh, get me to talk about him, uh, about my teacher. Uh, someone I'm most grateful to besides my parents. Uh, to be very honest, uh, I don't know much about him. <laughs> uh, whatever I know, I read about him. Yeah. I think, in a way, uh, on the day when I called my mom to tell my mom that I want to ordain, and my teacher asked, no, not my teacher, my mom <laughs> asked me, who, who this master is, uh, I, I think I know as much as at that point in time. <laughs> uh, in a sense that uh, I, I, I don't know about his, uh, I don't know that much about his history. Yeah. Although here and there he did share with us his, uh, his adventures. Yeah. 
the first time I heard about him was uh, that I can recall was during the second novice retreat. Uh, we were waiting to, I think, I think we were we were in a dharma hall waiting, uh, either waiting to go for arms round or waiting to go to uh, Cameron Highlands, yeah. Uh, because it was organized in Coming Sun, uh, but the second retreat we had, we went to Cameron Highlands. So while we were sitting there and um, chatting uh, among the three of us, my my best fr- my good friend can be considered best friend, uh, uh, Cheng Sun, and then uh, he was he, he was my ex colleague. And then there was another guy, Shi Yao, who is also our ex-colleague. Uh, at that point in time, Cheng Sun was still working, so he's his colleague. They have known each other for a number of years. Uh, I sort of know Shi Yao um, uh, because he's also from Creative Technology. So they were chatting and then they mentioned about this, this uh, master. Uh, and then they were talking about uh, his center in US and uh, then so then they, they were then my uh, my, my good, good friend uh, Cheng Sun said uh, mentioned about how hey Shi Yao Zhang Lao not say you should yeah, that uh, saying that the other ex colleague, the other colleague, uh, he can still go for uh, ordination. Yeah, before, uh, like before he 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 reached fifty, and uh, I think the following year he was fifty. Yeah, so not my teacher that Shi Yao. So then they were talking about. Uh, whether to go or not to go, dida dida dida. And the next thing you know, the they were like, the Shia was saying, okay, if Cheng Sun, if 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 he were to ordain, then he will ordain. And then next thing you know, Cheng Sun say, if I ordain, then he will ordain. <laughs> so then I turn around and say, you don't I only sign up for this ten days. After that, I'm going back to work. You all don't come and disturb me. <laughs> That's your problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, my my best friend told me that he's going to US up, uh, next year, uh, the following year, uh, to attend the, the retreat, 21 days retreat with uh, uh, under my teacher. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, so he, he asked me how oh, want to go together. So I'm like, okay, lah, let's go. <laughs> I also don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Uh, but in fact, um, the following year after the retreat, uh, I went to Japan, uh, spent a hole in my top wallet. So on and honestly, on the flight back. I was having second thoughts. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, this trip to 
Japan burned a hole. Wow. Then another trip to US, just the just the air ticket itself will burn another hole. Then 21 days retreat burn another big hole in the in the annual leave. <laughs> yeah. Actually when I went to US, I was taking advanced annual leave. <laughs> I was advancing the whole year's leave. <laughs> Max out. <laughs> yeah. Still I didn't know who he is. I only know his name. Miao Jing Zhang Long. So anyway, I went over. Um, then, uh, okay, nice place. Um, any place is nice uh, when you're having jet lag and you're sleeping half the time. Yeah, just early morning. That's, that's, that's when I managed to wake up early in the morning because having jet lag. So, <laughs> then, Early morning, go into the hall. It's like, what, Piang, eh? Four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So, for a few days, I just keep on going there and sleep. Sit there and then sleep. Sleep. By the time it's uh, lunchtime, okay, not so bad. Wake up a bit. Then listen to my to the, to the my teacher give, give teachings. Uh, lunchtime, we'll have our meal. Yeah, it's a formal meal. Uh, as as lay participants, then we'll do Shin Tang. Book <clears throat> yeah. house duty. Then every every meal, he will, he will do some short sharing. Yeah. Uh, and then in the afternoon, he will give a bit more sharing. Then we'll do more sitting. Sit, sit, sit. Sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so even um, up to this point, uh, all I know is he, he teach meditation. All I know is that uh, he don't, um, that he's from China. Uh, and he... He organized his monastery quite differently from a typical Chinese Mahana monastery. Yeah. The monastery that he organized uh, focuses on two things. Yeah. Uh, the practice of meditation, the learning of the teachings. Yeah. These are the two main things he say. Whoever wants to come up to his monastery, you must be interested to do this thing. You must want to learn the teachings and you must want to meditate. Otherwise, don't come up. <laughs> yeah. Then, of course, on the third day, third or fourth day, then he gave the teaching on uh, the difference between the, uh, the different types of Buddhists and also the difference between an enlightened and unenlightened person. Yeah. I've shared this story many times. Still no none of you got so touched, you all want to ordain, so don't want to share anymore. <laughs> but I remember that 
that uh, that lunch as I was sitting there. So when whenever he starts speaking, I will put down my my bowl and listen. Yeah. Uh, that there was no rule saying that we must do that, but it was just a very natural, you know, you, someone senior, someone that is somehow, you know, you're in awe of when he's speaking, you automatically stop everything you're doing and you just give the person 100% attention, you know. So as I was listening, then he tell us about the two, I think he mentioned a few things, but these are the two things that really hit me. As I, and as I was listening, oh, then I started to cry. <laughs> I think my rice almost become porridge. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And it was quite embarrassing because there were other monks, other lay people, and then I was, and then I was, um, so I was trying to like keep, keep my, uh, stop myself from making too much noise. Uh. <laughs> uh, and then at some point, he finished, and then we tiezai, uh, still can't stop. Yeah, then after that, uh, in between, then another uh, one of the senior monks talked to me, and then he said that, Oh, looks like you have uh, wholesome roots. Huh? What are you waiting for? Uh, your next life, maybe go to hell. Huh? You still don't <laughs> make good use of the <laughs> human life. Yeah. But actually, by before, more or less, before I talk, that, that senior monk talked to me, I was uh, already off the age. Yeah. So then I told my good friend, Ching Sun, that I wanted to, uh, I think I want to audit. I said, oh, come, come, let's go and talk, tell, tell the, tell our sifu. Then I think it was, uh, it was the next day already. Uh, maybe evening time. <clears throat> maybe it was evening time. Anyway, I uh, met him with the two of us, uh, ambush him. <laughs> ambush him because he's during the retreat. Ma, so the whole day having sitting. So we ambush him. Uh, outside the meditation hall, he was doing walking. He was walking away from the hall or something. So I pushed him. And then, but the moment I saw him, I ah 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 ah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. So in the end, so my my dharma brother Cheng Sun, he he said, he <laughs> So, so I did huh? oh then he, he smiled and then oh gong then he just walked off. Yeah. So in a way that was the first time I talked to him. Or oh, the first time I did I didn't manage to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. The not that he's fierce or anything, uh, um, but somehow, you know so much awe and then you just speechless. How to imagine yourself speechless? <laughs> then uh, in between, uh, we went to see him. Uh, we went to see him. I think I, I saw him twice. The first time, 
then uh, Cheng Sun asked him some question. I think he asked him about uh, about Zhongguan and Wei Si. Uh, that he has some questions and he he said that he feel this way or that way. At that point in time, I have no no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> then. Um, then after that, talk to my teacher. My teacher talked to me. Then uh, he asked me, uh, "What is my?" Uh, or he asked me. He, so he we talk about how the ordination, how things are like that. Yeah. Then I told him that I, I can't. Uh, I'm not very good in Chinese. So he looked at me. Then he like he then he wondered. Then he said. What is your highest uh, education level? So I said, uh, Then he laughed. He said, <laughs> he, he didn't know that Singapore Taxue, Singapore University Chinese, it can be can be C5, C6 one. <laughs> Luckily he didn't know. <laughs> If he knew, probably he say, I think you go back, you go back and learn more Chinese before you come. <laughs> but no la, because he actually admitted some uh, Western American uh, as well. Then he gave me an exercise. Uh, he told me to uh, do uh, write diary yeah, every day. Write diary, write down the things. Uh, write down. Basically, it was it's basically an exercise for me to practice Chinese. So I was supposed to write it down in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, it's been many years since I wrote Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my teacher. Uh, so I think that's that's the first. That's one of that's the. The, the the talk that he gave was the very compassionate thing to do that he did for me. Yeah. Because it got me to realize that I'm not enlightened. Yeah. Uh, so in the same way, those who get you upset, they are like your teacher. They get you to know you are not enlightened. <laughs> hmm. Of course, later I, I found out more that he's from Northeast China and he shared in his classes that he is he didn't even finish primary school. Yeah. Uh, that he's Xiang Chun Xiao Hai. He always say, Was Xiang Chun Xiao Hai. It's a pity y'all don't get to meet him. Uh. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, in US, one of the things that he did that really surprised me was when uh, there was there was this other monk from China who came over to learn uh, to to learn with him. Uh, when the so. 
one of the other monks went to pick him up. So when the car arrived, my teacher is a very senior monk. My teacher went to receive him <laughs> and bow down. <laughs> I was like, huh? <laughs> you think, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember in the past when my mom bring me to the temple and whenever we see some uh, either the abbot or some monks, my mom will say, quick, prostrate, prostrate. <laughs> then I'll be like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until I went for short-term ordination. When I went after short-term ordination, then somehow it was very natural. I see any monk, then I just prostrate, even in the open public. Yeah. At least about, if not uh, full prostration. But then when I see my teacher, uh, that, that, that visiting monk, he is definitely a junior. He, is, uh, he has ordained for many years, although he is physically younger than me, yeah, each wise is younger than me, but he has ordained for many years. Yeah, at that point in time, my teacher was already ordained for I think 50, 60 years. Yeah. So, but yet when he went, he actually bowed down. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall him explicitly explaining it. Uh, but from all the different teachings he gave, I can say that uh, that was his way of uh, welcoming someone who uh, put in the effort to learn the Dharma, to show his appreciation, you know, that he respect your the effort that you are putting in. Because it's not easy to come over from China to go to US to, to learn the teachings. Yeah. Uh, so just now I mentioned about how he's quite atypical. Uh, yeah, the temple, we don't do, uh, we don't emphasize on chanting. Every morning, when I first went up to the monastery, every day in the evening, uh, in the morning, we recite seven times uh, the Great Compassionate Mantra. And then uh, we recite, I think we recite the Heart Sutra, then the tree refuge. Yeah. Then after that dedication. Then we do a bit of walking, then we start sitting. So this is very different. Yeah. Uh, truth be told, if he if the monastery that he uh, he that is under him actually do as much chanting as other temple, I probably wouldn't ordain there. <laughs> yeah. Part of the reason why I didn't ordain Singapore, <laughs> but my mom was so surprised. She's like, why are you, it's not as though you've never been to other temples in Singapore. Why do you go all the way there and then choose to ordain there? Yeah. So in a way, that's one reason. Yeah. That's my reason. I'm not saying that that's the best reason. Yeah. It doesn't mean that 
others who don't who 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 choose to ordain in Singapore make a wrong choice. Uh. We all have different affinity. Yeah. I just happen to have affinity towards um, this form of learning and practices. Uh, <clears throat> the other thing I must say is that throughout the retreat, he repeatedly emphasized on uh, uh, on cultivation. Yeah. Uh, cultivation of Puqing Guan, Wu Guan, Yuan Qi Xing Kong Guan. He also uh, gave some teachings on the Yukachara teachings, yeah, Wei Si. Yeah. I remember he mentioned about Qi Kong. Yeah. And, uh, and most importantly, he gave me the confidence that, yeah, enlightenment is possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, enlightenment is possible. I remember there was a student, uh, that was six years later, after I come back, then there was one student, he just came back from a pilgrimage in, in India. So when he came back, he came, uh, came back to attend S, the, the group cultivation. It was not known as SGC back then. It was just group cultivation. And then uh, it was quite funny because he told me, he shared with me his pilgrimage. And he told me that, oh, he met this oracle here. He met, he met an arahan there. This... Uh, Rinpoche, that all kinds of all, all, all the different uh, great cultivators. But then when he stopped at the when he mentioned about the Arahant, so I asked him, How do you know that he's an Arahant? So then my that, that student said, uh, because uh, the others told him that he's that that cultivator is an Arahant. So I said then well, okay, then why are we here? <laughs> then he's like, huh? I said, yeah, why are you here? You met an arahant, why are you here? Then he said, well, the pilgrimage was over, so I came back home. <laughs> and I told him, but you just said that you met an arahant. If I met an arahant, I, I don't care about the visa problem. I just dig a hole, hide myself there, chain myself to the ground. I won't come back. If you find, if you really believe you found, you met an arahan, why are you here? <laughs> and I told him, I said, I don't even know whether my teacher is enlightened. All I know is he's more enlightened than me. And that was all it is needed for me to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go and another him. <laughs> So in case if you all ever meet someone who is an arahant, I don't want to see you again uh, until you are enlightened. Don't... <laughs> Either that, or don't tell me you met an arahant. <laughs> because it's just a nice idea. Yeah. People like to meet arahants, uh, but don't like to learn under arahants. <laughs> yeah, they just want to take photos. 
Ara Antrenatik foto ediyor. <gülüyor> Sen Goran. I met Arahan no. I met Arahan. Yeah. Yeah, my teacher. Uh, I remember he 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 often tell us this. He says, um, on the. On the first day of my ordination, I offered him all my ampao. Uh, I wasn't expecting him to, to, to be super happy or anything, but it was just uh, partly because I didn't know what to do with the money. Because like we just I just took the 10 precepts right at that point in time. <laughs> then the, one of the cinema said, offer, offer to the Gong Yang Sivu. Oh, okay, good idea. Go there, Then look up. Then his face was very black. Look at me. We are This is a far cry from what I heard from other people. There are other students who told me that when they went to some centers and they asked whether they can go for higher ordination, they were told they must uh, bring all the, the savings and donate to the center. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. My teacher, yeah, my teacher never asked me for anything. All he asked is, you must, uh, you must, uh, Learn the Dharma, learn the learn to meditate. Uh, then he he had another criteria for me, but the one I don't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he often tell us. Uh, 不要有人请你讲课，然后你就呃你就来告假，我要去讲课。Yeah，嗯。Last <笑> yeah. time I heard of uh, some uh, some of the uh, monks and nuns about how like they are invited to give a talk, right? And then they will go on and on about how actually they are, they are not uh, really keen to give the talk, uh, that they don't feel that they are ready to give a talk. Uh, but the teacher has asked them many times to, to that they should go and give some teachings. Then after many years, then they said, then they decided, okay, they'll give a talk. So last time I always feel like that's a bit too... <laughs> Extreme humility is hypocrisy. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just being honest again. Uh, but um, over the years, I start to appreciate uh, why they would feel that way. Yeah, because it's uh, it's actually great responsibilities to be teaching. <clears throat> yeah. 
uh, and it is very compassionate of my teacher to to tell us to focus on the teachings to focus on learning and he because there are some of the seniors uh, they would sometimes uh, go out and give teachings yeah so my teacher came on highlighting don't be so eager to go and teach yeah you stay here you just have to focus on learning you don't have to do anything else just focus on learning we don't even have to organize puja to raise fun you know nothing when i was there my life is very sinam <laughs> very uh, very different from now i don't have to manage volunteers <laughs> Uh, don't have to have uh, when we have retreat every week we don't have to do planning on retreat uh, times times up someone take the wood yeah 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 then everybody just go and meditate don't have to not so complicated yeah the time schedule is the same every day yeah that's why whenever volunteers ask me shifu is why is it schedule i'm like what, what you're asking me about schedule <laughs> every every day is same <laughs> yeah yeah our our life there is very simple yeah morning for three plus uh, wake up uh, the duty monk pia, 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 pia. then 4 a.m start puja puja finish walk walk finish meditate then meditate finish read diamond sutra for about 4 20 4 30 to 6 we meditate 6 to 25 we read diamond sutra 6 30 have breakfast breakfast finish our own time to do practices reading over there, nothing, really nothing. If you don't, don't like to read, do reading, you don't like to learn Dharma, don't like to meditate, you go there, <laughs> you'll go crazy. Eh? Yeah. There were, when I was there, I served as guest monk. So I was, uh, I received guests and arranged for their lodging. And then, uh, those visit visitors, I will have to uh, talk to them also. Then uh, the shortest visit was one night. <laughs> yeah, I told this story many times, but I must say this story again. Yeah, the man from Florida. I can't remember his name. Uh, at that point in time, I was maybe like early 30s. Yeah, maybe just 30 years old or 31 years old. So he visited our monastery. He is probably in his, at that point in time, probably in his 40s. Yeah. So now should be 50 plus 60 already. Yeah. yeah so he 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 got to know the nuns when the nuns went to the to the what you call it, uh, to the university in Florida to teach, to organize a <clears throat> retreat. So he was very interested. He flew over, but then because he's a guy, so the nun sent him to us. Yeah. 
So I assigned him a room, told him where is where, everything, told him the schedule, then bid him good rest, good night. The next day, uh, the next day I think he came for sitting a bit late, but not uncommon. Uh, who, who wake up at 3 plus in the morning? <laughs> Unless you're having insomnia, you know, <laughs> or jet lag. <laughs> then uh, when he, uh, what happened? Uh? Oh, after, after the breakfast, I was in the kitchen area. I was, I think, on duty. Then he called me. Then he said he needed to talk to me. So he sat down, we talked a bit. Then at some point he told me he need to go to the South Campus. I asked him why. He said he didn't bring his toiletries. I said, oh, don't worry. Toiletries is a small problem. Our store has all the toiletries you can use. You need toothbrush, you need toothpaste, you need soap. You need shampoo, you need shaver, anything. Take, just take. Later I bring you over. Then she he, then he think about it. Uh actually I, I didn't bring my extra clothing. It's in the back in the South Campus. I say, oh, your clothing? Don't worry. Our store, we have all kinds of clothing also. We have the slacks, we have t-shirt, we have jacket, we have glove, we have cap. Yeah, what, what do you need? <laughs> His eyes. <laughs> he had the look of despair. <laughs> and then and then he he broke down and cried. When he's 40 plus old, I'm early 30s. I wasn't even scolding him. <laughs> he just started crying. <laughs> I I I mean I, I'm making it light, uh, but at that moment it was, I was like, what, what just happened? <laughs> and then he told him, he told me honestly, he said, I'll be very honest with you. I can't stand it. Since last night when you settled me in the dormitory, I haven't seen another person. I haven't heard another sound. No, no birds chirping, no insect sound, no cars, not even a plane. The only sound I heard was the snow sliding off the roof. <laughs> I can't stand the silence. I, I, I'm going crazy. <laughs> I was like, huh? Yeah. So in the end, we had to send him over. <laughs> yeah, cannot. That's the shortest. The next shortest is uh, visiting uh, monastic so the first night I settled him in. Then the second night, um, around that time I was very uh, what called during my my stay in US. There was some period of time where I'm very hermit. Yeah, I wear a tech uh, Imagine like you do it for a retreat. How long? One week, two, one month. I wear that for a few months. <laughs> Don't talk to anyone. <laughs> tell you when you're in the monastery, you can do all kinds of crazy things. So, but then during that time, I decided, oh, yeah. uh, this fellow monk from another center, 
come all the way here to, uh, I should go and say hello, hello a bit. So on the second night, I decided, okay, I should, you know, <laughs> yeah. as a resident here, I should go and welcome him, you know, maybe bring him something, uh, dog, well, uh, house warming a bit, room warming, but <laughs> not on the door. Then he invited me in, I went in. Then I look at his room. Then I said, I noticed that his luggage is still there. It's not open yet. So I said, hey, you have your Takai Sing You have your Sunli. Then he said, Oh, Pastor. Uh Shia ni kapangamang. Then he said, uh variable, I need uh help from you. I said, huh? What help? He said, uh, I need you to get a Greyhound ticket. <laughs> you know, in the US, they have the interstate bus, right? Uh, it's called Greyhound. I was like, ah? <laughs> Yesterday, you just arrived. To, to, second night, you asked, he, he asked me to get him a ticket. Yeah. So on the third day, he left. Yeah. Uh... I, I think it's, uh, it's not that they are not good in cultivation. Uh. It's just that the mismatch. Yeah. Some people at some point of the path, they are able, they, are, they, they find it suitable to practice in that kind of environment. Some people, you can say that they are not ready or you can say that they are not suitable. Yeah. Or the, the place is not suitable for them. Yeah. Um, so what does all this mean uh, to me it is that my teacher is very compassionate uh. he set up a place oh, like he don't charge us anything you know <laughs> I mean we, we just have to take care of our own etiquette you fly there everything is taken care of yeah he don't he don't come and hint hint to you he don't hint to you and say uh, 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 oh no, I, I must speak English. Uh. Uh, he don't say things like uh, uh, dear venerables and lay people, uh, it's very good for you to to, uh, to come here. Uh, it's very auspicious. Uh. You all are very meritorious to have come here, uh, to have this place. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, you all notice if you all walk behind, that part is leaking. So uh, if only we can get it repaired, uh, then we won't have uh, like this. Like, he, he, never. <laughs> In all the, you listen to any of the talk, he tell a lot of stories, but he never once make this kind of statement. So when you go there, right, you really focus, you just, the only thing you can focus on is the Dharma. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very compassionate of him. He he really <laughs> Even my first retreat there, yeah, it was I don't actually I don't recall there being a charge or was there even a charge? I mean we just voluntarily donate um some amount of money. Yeah. Um so our yeah our monastery and later on when I served um, 
when I was in charge of certain uh, duties, I would have to go down to run errands, collect mail and things like that. Then I realized that eh, somehow every now and then there are people who send us checks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my teacher told us this, uh, this story. And I think this is a very common story in Chinese Mahana tradition. He said, long time ago in China, uh, there was this monastery and the monks there were practicing. So they practice, practice, but then because uh, they are in a mountain, ma, so sometimes nobody know about you then. <laughs> then you chakaki, then you eat yourself. You have no support. So then uh, something like some of the monks, then they were a bit concerned like, hey, how? Uh? Yeah. Then they just, then the Lahore Sang just told them, we just focus on the Dhamma, we focus on the practice. Yeah. And then out of the blue one day, suddenly there's a guy who come up the mountain with, with a lot of uh, uh, things for them to use. And then he, they were like, hazard, <laughs> we are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> what, what, uh, who sent you? Yeah, how, how did you find us? So he said, oh, he actually didn't know about them. He said that he was passing by a nearby uh, area. Then uh, someone told him that there is a temple up here and there are people practicing there and running low on resource. So told him to go and do this. They, they asked, who is that person? They say, that person looks like a general like an army person, you know. They say, well, who is that? They look, ah, that's the guy. Weitou <laughs> Pusa. One of the Dharma guardian in the Chinese monastery. <laughs> I don't know how true this is. Lah. I don't know how true this is. I'm a skeptic. Lah. Yeah, but it's a, it's a story that uh, I keep close to her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah in, the, in the monastery, we, so this is the other aspect about uh, the monastery. We don't do fundraising. Yeah, we don't do fundraising. Yeah, so the, the, the volunteers in the society, those volunteers you're in the society, <laughs> you may be wondering, how come our society don't, don't do fundraising? <laughs> What to do? You go and ask Sikongo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we oftentimes talk about Xing Jie Xing Zhen, right? Faith. Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes our faith, our faith is faith only in the in the Dharma hall. Our faith is faith only when we are talking about Dharma. Then we have faith. But when it comes to makan, food, no more faith. <laughs> when it comes to day-to-day -day things, no more faith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but for I... Uh, 
yeah. So from all these small little things, I got to know him. Yeah, how he look at things, his attitude towards the path. Uh, the last thing he told us before he went to, to Taiwan uh, was, uh, no matter what happens, you must uh, align yourself towards the Dharma, towards the path. Yeah, then no problem. Yeah, that your the word Tao, uh, not the Taoism Tao, the same word, but here is referring to the path, yeah, the Buddha Dharma. <clears throat> the other thing that, uh, strikes me very deeply is the way he answers questions. I remember uh, a few of the venerables would often ask questions. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just after uh, during classes, sometimes after classes, sometimes after lunch, <clears throat> usually after lunch, uh, for those who have gone to the monastery, you know that the, the main meditation hall, then there is two square blocks of like trees and grass. And then there's the walking path for you to do walking meditation. Although most of the time you can't walk there because it's too cold. <laughs> then there's the, the administrative block and the dining hall. So after meal, he will go to the administrative block and then there's a gas, uh, gas area. So he'll sit there and rest a bit. And then usually some of the monks would take the opportunity to talk to him and sometimes ask him questions. I remember once when we, uh, uh, when I went in there, I saw another monk uh, who is one about one year my senior, and he was asking my teacher questions. By any standard, most people would feel that it's very rude. My teacher was seated, and then the the that, that fellow monk who was asking question, he was seated like that. Sifu, ah, uh, <laughs> well, the rest of us, uh, at that point in time, I don't know how to feel because he's my senior, I mean, he's one year my senior and my teacher seemed to take it in his stride. But the other senior monks didn't like it. Yeah. But my teacher was, was, uh, appeared very enthusiastically answering his questions. Yeah, so it was very interesting. Uh, I, not, not, that, <clears throat> not that my teacher has uh, uh, like, you know, favoritism or anything, but basically anyone who asked my teacher questions, he would address it uh, very wholeheartedly. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is despite the kind of <laughs> your try, your try, your sit, 
you don't sit properly and ask questions, you see what happened. <laughs> Students have been told off by me sitting, like just leaning against the chair, and then sit up. <laughs> sit up straight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then uh, I'm glad I managed to find two opportunities to ask him questions during that six months and one day when he was still around. Yeah, uh, and similarly during the those sessions, um, he struck me very deeply on the kind kind of uh, attitude one should have towards learning Dharma and asking questions. I remember the second time I went to see him and ask him, it was with regards to the Mahana Sangraha. Uh, there was this verse that described the Shravaka disciples in not, not a very um, uh, good light. So before I start, he, he told me, he said, you are a monk, I'm also a monk. Uh, when you are here to ask questions, I'm not your teacher. We are both monks. Just ask your questions. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that, that is most remarkable. Yeah. Uh, so he really focused on just the Dharma and not just him. He wants you to just focus on the Dharma because it's very easy when you're speaking to a senior to, to be, to self-censor, you know, yeah, to self-censor. Uh, but it doesn't mean that he just give you free reign and blank check to do any ohow as well. So I told him my question. I said I, I, about the verse that I, I take issue with. Then he said, like, why? What's wrong with it? And I told him, I said, the Ahan Sing Pujang Jiang. I said that in the Agamas, in the Nikaya, it doesn't say that. Yeah. So he looked at me, then he, he asked me, so have you finished reading the, the, all the Agama? Then at that point in time, I just ordained less than six months. <laughs> so I, I, Hamil, uh, <laughs> not yet. And then he, he looked at me, then he said, uh, then maybe when you finish reading, then you think again. <laughs> yeah. Um, years later, over, over the, over, over the years, uh, I start to appreciate why that verse is the way it is. Yeah. Why that verse is the way it is. Uh, yeah. So, um, and it's because um, even in the Nikayas, the Buddha himself stated that the, the Buddha is, has some distinct qualities that is different from the Arahants. Yeah. Uh, but that's another thing. Yeah. It's about my teacher, how he um, he put people at ease. Yeah. 
so that you can focus on the Dharma, ask your questions. Yeah. Uh, some of you kena from me before when you ask questions. Usually, I like to think that when students ask questions, I will answer the questions. Some students say that I I'm too I am too patient. I don't know. Uh, I always feel that I'm very impatient. <laughs> yeah, but I must say, only when students the the worst thing that can come from a student is they ask a question, and then halfway answering, then they say, uh, "Sifu," or I think better don't take up. Uh, everybody's time now. Uh, uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I really cannot stand this kind of statements. And usually, and the, one of the reason is usually students say this when I disagree with them. <laughs> when I'm when I agree with them, nobody ever, you know, I, nobody ever says, "Oh, Sufu, I think I better don't waste everybody's time." When I'm agreeing with them, no. But when I disagree with them, I tear down that question and point out some logical fallacy, then this statement will come up. <laughs> uh, this is what the kind of statement following a question that I don't accept. I'm like, if you think about if you think at this wasting everybody's time, you should have asked your question. <laughs> Ask your question, let's set it, sort it out. <laughs> don't, don't. You, you cannot half half fry an egg. No? You crack the egg. Really. Once you crack it, you must fry it. You cannot say you want to crack it, then crack halfway, then hey, maybe we don't we don't fry it. Then how the egg already out? The egg is out, you know. <laughs> or you cook instant noodle. Cook halfway. Ten one minute later. You need three minutes. One minute later, it has spilled. Cannot. Uh, so what to do? You all don't have the merits to meet my teacher. You meet the teacher student. <laughs> this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but my teacher also said uh, last time he used to score students. Uh, now he don't score students. Why? Because there was once he tore off a student. Then the next day, the student come and pay respect to him and ask to take leave. But don't be mistaken. Uh, the, way, the way I understand it, it is not that he's afraid he has no students. His concern is that the student after leaving wouldn't learn Dharma. Yeah, because in many other times he highlighted, he says, our gate is not locked, it's open. You are free to come, you are free to go. Most important, he said, he don't have the mindset, oh, you come here to learn, you cannot go elsewhere. He said, he don't have this kind of mindset. Important thing is, after you leave, do you continue to learn Dharma? Yeah. So I feel that his reason for uh, when he said that, oh, now he don't score students because if he score, the students go away. <clears throat> I feel that it is out of compassion. 
yeah so that at least the students stay stay for one day you learn one more day of dhamma yeah because he 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 teach uh, practically almost the whole week even on the days where there's no class he would sometimes give some teachings during lunch yeah so hard to come by uh. <laughs> hard to come by mm. Uh, so please, ah, uh, if you're after COVID nineteen, you'll go on pilgrimage. You'll meet some arahan. I don't want to see you again until you come back as an arahan. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't come back and tell me, Sifu, wow, I went to this country. I went to that country. I met an arahan. Then, then you come back. You do waste your time. Come back for what? <clears throat> And don't come and tell me, no, Sifu, I can also learn from you, ma. Then why do you go? Why do you go on that pilgrimage for? If you can learn from me, then why do you go for the pilgrimage? <laughs> One of the, the statements is wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this, this is 2021. Uh, I ordained in 2002, so it's been 19 years. Yeah, I came back in 2006. Uh, yeah, this is actually one of the first time uh, we actually play. Uh, we actually put up this photo in the during SGC. Yeah, uh, some students may feel like, "Hey, Sifu, how come?" <clears throat> How come others, other temples, well, they will always have a memorial service for the Sifu. They will, well, you know, have some celebration of, of some sort. How come Sifu don't do that? Uh, I don't know whether, I, I like to think that my teacher would rather that we focus on the teachings than focus on him. Yeah. Uh, I remember when he told us that <clears throat> he told us uh, a dream that he had, which was indicative that he was going to pass away soon. And then uh, this one of the senior Puhua Pasu then look at me, we look at each other and they're like, ah, Sifu, you are So ask me, the two of us immediately knew down and asked him to stay on. Yeah. Then he, before that, he was very jovially talking about how he, about his dream. Then the moment we kneel down and ask him to stay on, he looked at me and he's like, oh, actually I, I said something else. I said, uh, because I, I have not attained enlightenment yet, so how can you go off now? <laughs> then he, his face turned very serious and he looked at me and he said, 你得不得圣道跟我没关系? <laughs> Whether you attain enlightenment or not has nothing to do with him. Yeah. I was like, ah? Because usually you read in the sutta, right? Or uh, when you know that a teacher or the Buddha is going, then the attendant must quickly make a request. Then during that trip, the, the first 30 days of my monkhood, I was the attendant, uh, at, at least for half, for two of the weeks. Uh. So, wow, quickly, then first time I do this, Duty then cannot scold it. 
So the best way to know my teacher actually is not through me. Eh? Uh, just go and go to fayin.org, go and read the transcripts, go and listen to the Dhamma talks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I would say um, a good part of the of everything I've the, most of the things I've taught, a good part of it uh, can be attributed to my teacher. But if I get anything wrong, it's my fault. I, I must have <laughs> remembered wrongly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I hope this um, introduces you to this great master, great teacher. Yeah. Um, and plant the seed. Yeah. That maybe in future you have opportunity to met, meet uh, the, my teacher himself. Yen